Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And today is a narcissistic central show, so this focuses exclusively on narcissistic abuse and recovery from narcissistic abuse. So welcome to all of the listeners, and please know that the chat room is open if you want to go in there and post up any questions or any comments that you may have while we're working through this show today. So welcome to the people that are in the chat room, and if you do have a question, please put it up. So today what I'm going to be talking about is how to let go, which is one of the most biggest, toughest things about recovery from narcissistic abuse. So this show today, I'll describe it to you and the post for it. We all know that the hooks, enmeshments and psychic ties with narcissists are immense. Even though logically we know we're being abused and damaged, why is it so hard to let go? Why is it that we can be intelligent and capable, yet when it comes to the narcissist, we lose all common sense? During the show, I will talk to you about the hooks that keep us engaged and how we're actually playing out our unhealed parts within these hooks. I will explain to you how to avoid the horrific aftershock process that most people go through when leaving a narcissist and how to access shifts within yourself so that you can, in fact, let go safely and be empowered. So this was an important show. So just to go over some of those points, for anybody that has been narcissistically abused or is still in the recovery process, you will know how deep that enmeshment feels like, how connected you feel to the narcissist. So even when you've got a level of getting clear and getting away, realizing this person has narcissistic personality disorder and realizing that there's really no hope that this person is going to transform into a healthy, safe human being for you to have a relationship with, even though you know all of that conceptually, you may still feel like they're crawling under your skin that you can't get them out of your head that everything you're meeting in life by association is bringing up painful memories for you in regard to the narcissist and it may in fact feel like they've done a soul takeover on you and no matter what you do, you can't seem to disconnect from it. Now that's a really, really common occurrence and for people that haven't been narcissistically abused, they really can't get their head around it because they've never experienced it. And this is when people are saying to you, well, this person's clearly abusive, they're no good for you. Just disconnect, 
get on with your life. Stop thinking about them. Stop talking about them. Stop obsessing about them. You know, you've got everything going for you. You're intelligent. You're attractive. You're smart. You're capable. All of those things. Just get on with it. Now, they can't understand just how deep that enmeshment is because it doesn't make sense. A lot of us have known what relationship breakups are like and, of course, they're painful. You go through grief. You go through the fear of being single again, all of those sorts of things. But narcissistic abuse really totally takes it to a whole new level. Now, what's really interesting about narcissistic abuse recovery is that a lot of people that are trying to break free from that enmeshment are actually highly intelligent people. And I can't tell you the amount of emails that I get on a daily basis from people which are stating, I'm an intelligent, capable person. I don't get it. Why am I still thinking about him or her? Why can't I get them out of my head? Why do I still feel like I love this person? after everything they've done to me. Why can't I detach? Why can't I get on with my life? So totally, honestly, really, it has nothing to do with the amount of logical intelligence and capabilities you have because most people that are over-functioning codependents are very capable people. They're very highly functioning people. They're often successful people. And they're people that have been able to get up, get moving, get on with it, no matter what's gone on in their life. They've usually got very good inner resources and the ability to intellectualize their life, be strong, move forward. That is, until the narcissist appears in their life. And the reality of narcissistic abuse is it hits us all on a level that goes way beyond logical comprehension or logical intelligence. It hits us at a level of our emotional belief systems. So this is about emotional intelligence where it hits us very, very hard. Now, as a society and as a planet, we've had very, very little education in regard to intelligence. Our whole society and our whole planet has really been based on survival of the fittest, about the focuses on intelligence through all of our curriculums, we weren't taught emotional intelligence. We weren't taught to go within and to deal with our fears and process them on an inner level. We were taught to get on with it, fill our life up with stuff and accomplishments, and that would be the fix-all. And it's not. And narcissistic abuse brings that right to the fore with us. So what I'm going to be talking about today is the reasons that we feel hooked, the reasons that we have those enmeshments. I'm going to go through with you what a lot of the common hooks and enmeshments are. And this is really what the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program is based on. It's based on releasing those hooks and those enmeshments. Because the truth of the matter is, it's very hard to let go logically. That's the tough way to do it. That's what they call in uh, any addiction recovery, that's white-knuckling it. Sheer willpower to get through and break off an addiction. That's a really tough way to do it. 
because your mind has got to try and keep you on the straight and narrow, on a straight path, while your emotions and your deeper fears are all screaming at you. The truth of the matter is, as human beings, we're very emotionally based, we're very emotionally run and driven. And what we tend to do is we tend to act off our emotional impulses and it can be very, very hard to talk ourselves out of it logically when they're incredibly powerful. That's what drives us. That's what the instinct is. That's what survival programs are all about. And when we've been specifically abused, what happens is, is all of our deeper fears come to the fore and they're running as emotional-based programs and they're very, very powerful programs. And that's, <clears throat> and that's why... Logically, you know what you should or shouldn't be doing. You know you shouldn't contact. You know you shouldn't upset. You know you shouldn't try and rationalise in your mind why this person can actually be healthy for you, even though you're receiving the exact opposite information. You know you shouldn't be believing the words that are coming out of this person's mouth, but you come up with all the excuses and justifications to want to believe it. So we know what we should or shouldn't be doing, but it's our emotional fears, our emotional drivers, what I call the hooks, that are actually keeping us in the game. And that even if the narcissist is out of your life, even if the narcissist is remarried and moved on, it can, there is people that have been crippled for decades who can't let go. And this is what I'm talking about. Now, to be able to effectively let go... It's not about a decision that you make up in your mind about why you should or how you can or this is what I need to do. It's, that's a concept that you know you need to get to but it's not a knowing. And what happens is when you actually work on the emotional system and you go deeper with it into your belief systems, into your emotional fears and your triggers, which quite frankly did not start with the narcissist. They were already there. The narcissist just powerfully showed them up for you. And you need to understand that. When you can work at that level, when you can actually change those fearful belief systems into something much more empowering for you, something that does serve you, what happens then is you have a knowing of why to stay away. You have a knowing that it's healthy to stay away. You have a knowing of being able to open up to the rest of your life and to be able to engage and create in that because that's what your alignment is now. So what happens effectively is you get out of a vibrational match for narcissistic abuse and you get into being a vibrational match for peace, safety, truth, integrity, love, wholeness, gentleness, support, all the things you really do want. And when you're no longer a vibrational match for the narcissist, which means you're no longer in your unhealed parts that are fearful, that allow those hooks to hook up. Because we can't actually be the other part of an obsession or a fear or an abuse situation unless there's a part in us that's actually allowing that magnet to conduct we have to be the other half of the magnet. So when we change vibrationally, we actually lift out of being a match for that stuff. 
And it's no longer our reality. You might have heard me say that quite a few times, whether it be in, whether it uh, has been in my blogs or whether it's been on radio where I say not my reality. So what it means is, is that it's just not your reality. You're no longer vibrationally attached to that. So that is the true way to go. Then it's not a struggle. Then it's not taking sheer willpower. It's nothing you to force. It just is. So that's the best way to let go. So explaining about that and how you can dig into that further and you can actually realize the difference between your mind and your emotions because they are two completely different things. Your emotions are beliefs and knowings. They're actually your inner identity. And your inner identity is driving you no matter what your mind is trying to do with it. So what you need to do is work at your inner identity. So within the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, there's actually 10 sessions that are focusing on the hooks, the things that keep us in the game and make it really hard to let go and get on with our life. So now the first thing is quite generic and it's actually the first session but the first thing is quite generic and what that's about is the pain, the torment and the feelings of loss and despair. Now what happens is as a a matrix being, as an energetic being, that when we're actually saying I'm in pain, I'm in torment, I've got loss, I've got despair, you're the cause of it. What happens then is And that's normal, that's natural, that's what we do as human beings. But then what happens is the part of us inside our matrix is saying, it's running a program saying, well, in order to get rid of these feelings, you have to fix it and change it for me. So we're actually going to stay hooked to that person that we have perceived as delivering us this woman. We're going to actually remain hooked to them unconsciously trying to get them to fix it because our survival program is screaming unless this person make amends I'm dead I'm finished I hope you can understand that so those feelings that we have got in our being what they are is they are saying not just I'm an enlightened being that has had an abuse situation in my life I am an abused victim and it's normal so your inner being is going to be running all of those programs I am an abused victim I'm powerless I've got to get the source of what victimized me to make amends for it that keeps you hooked that's one of the most powerful hooks of narcissistic abuse and there's many so when you can actually work on a deeper level about shifting that pain that torment that loss that despair that out of your being to a different reality that brings relief and that also drops off that hook of this person has to make amends for it because we all know that place and it's incredibly powerless so it would be like me saying to you Mary my day today is trashed because of you now when I do that I give you all the power I'm saying to Mary I can't change my reality of my day unless you fix it for me. And that is a powerless state. And as human beings, this is what I mean, but we were taught an incredible amount of 
logical intelligence, but we were never taught emotional intelligence. And how, when whenever we do that, we are really a sitting duck, sitting in our torment, waiting for somebody else to fix it for us. And we're trying to force them to fix it for us. Now, we know with the narcissist, that's impossible. And actually, when you really understand quantum physics and emotional intelligence, you actually realize whenever you're in that state with anybody in your life and you stay a fit and powerless, nobody's going to fix it for you because you have to take responsibility for your own feelings, for your own vibration to actually create change in your life. It's just an energetic law of the universe. There's no use trying to fight it because it just is what it is. So the first session actually helps that. Now, if you're not doing the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program or decide not to do it, that's fine. But what you really need to do is you need to find ways to release that pain, that torment, that victimization. You need to do that. I always suggest to people that cognitively that takes a long time. Energetically, it's much quicker. So it's things like kinesiology. It's things like visualizing, releasing it in meditation. It's things that are going to work at a deeper unconscious level because that's where emotions are stored, at the unconscious level as belief systems and inner identity programs. Now, when we try to talk that through on a logical level, the unconscious does not recognize that method. Your brain does, but your unconscious mind doesn't. Your unconscious mind needs symbolism, visualization. It needs, it needs alpha brainwave or theta brainwave recognition to actually be able to shift it. Theta, which is normal talking, normal logical assessment, does not touch those levels. So that's why energetic healing solutions are much more powerful on those levels, which is what the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program is all about, accessing it and working with it energetically. Okay, so that's the first thing. So when you're really understanding that you're hooked with a narcissist, energetically you are hooked. No matter what you're doing with your mind, you're not going to get out of it unless you change your inner programs, your belief systems, your emotional intelligence around it. Step number one is to get off as much of the pain, the torment, the trauma that you're feeling on a daily basis that needs to be released so that you're not unconsciously wanting to go back to the narcissist to make amends for it because you feel powerless in this torment. Hope all of that makes sense. Okay, the second step is, is releasing and healing the illusion of the perfect partner. Now, the common denominator with meeting a narcissist is, is this is the answer to my prayers. That's what the narcissist presents as, and we all know that. That this and the feeling inside you is so strong, this is it, I've hit the jackpot. This is the one. Now, I really haven't, I've hardly ever met anybody that doesn't say that that's what it felt like. So then what happens is we go through life with the narcissist and then this complete, you know, saviour in our life and our relationship love sense turns into our greatest monster. But we hang on to the illusion of the perfect partner because we had that belief so strongly when we first engaged with the narcissist and, and into the relationship that 
that overrode everything. That became our belief system. Then that belief system is getting shattered and we want to return to it. We want to go back to it. So it's about letting go of those beliefs because otherwise we're going to be hanging on thinking, if there's one chance for him to get that back, I'm going to go for it. This person, I know they can be that person again. There's so many hooks and beliefs around that. And they'll keep you hooked. They'll keep you in the game. Absolutely. The next step is is forgiving yourself for what you've been through. This is a really, really, they're all big. This is really big. So what happens is, just imagine, you might be in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, or your 60s. You might have spent, whether it be one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years with this person. So you're going to have a, a heap of normal human regrets. And those regrets are, look at the time I've wasted. Look at the life I've wasted. Look how much resources, time, money I've put into this. I've invested so much into this. And what have I ended up with? Abuse, losing resources, losing my health, losing my sanity, an incredible amount of losses. So it would be like being an investment fund for 10 or 20 years and then the whole thing collapses. It's horrific. So law of attraction is very precise and it's very simple. Whatever we believe and feel is what we're going to continually create in our life. Because the system of life says to us, you're an energetic vibrational being. Whatever your belief systems and your emotions are is what you want. I love you so much, I'm going to give you more of that. Because you're the creator here. So we understand that when we understand quantum physics and law of attraction and energetic realities and enmeshments, that that pain of regret. Now when I stepped out, finally, at the brink of death, when I finally, finally got out and hit the ground and knew I had to move on, I'd lost nearly everything. Everything. And I'd been successful to that point. I had my life all sorted out, whether I was going to be single or whether I was going to be in a relationship. I had this incredible, abundant life of security in front of me. I lost it. I was 40 years of age. I had to start again. Now, it wasn't until I let go of that regret and that pain and took the gift because what I needed to come to was right here, right now, no matter what's happening in my life, it's actually perfect. I have to accept it. I have to get out of the regret and the pain of what has happened because if I stay in that regret and pain of what's happened, I'm going to keep creating more that I'm going to regret. I'm going to have more pain. I could meet another narcissist. I could go another five years down the track and I could lose again and again and again and again because if I'm at that vibration, I'm at those beliefs of regret and pain and loss, that's all I'm going to get. I knew that. So that's our biggest mission and that's a huge hook with the narcissist because when we look at that, we can go, well, I'm 50 now. Or even, I even get people that are 35 thinking, well, how am I, I'm too old now. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. Okay, so all of those limiting beliefs that we can have about ourselves, about regret and loss, and it's too late and I'm too old and I'm too this and I'm too that, can keep us making headway back to the narcissist to try and reclaim that 
gift that we thought we had when the narcissist came into our life that everything's going to be wonderful for us. And it is an illusion. It was the second stage of the illusions. But this third stage of the illusions is to let go of regret, beating ourselves up, how stupid was I, why did I put up with it for this long, why did I go back? I've met people that have remarried narcissists twice after divorcing them. They've had two divorces, three marriages to the same man throughout their life. So you can imagine what these women are going through. Okay. But what we really have to understand on a quantum physics spiritual creation level, we are actually signing up for everything we need to get the lessons that we need to heal and evolve so that we can actually be free to create an authentic life, create our dreams and our desires at a real level with real people. Now, if we're not getting it, because of the hooks, we don't get it, right? So people that have remarried and asked us twice over after, divorce, after divorcing him, they didn't get it. That's why they had to keep going back. They weren't done. They hadn't got the lesson yet. They hadn't come home to themselves yet. So when we can stop, I can't count the amount of times I went back. I really can't. And the damage that I sustained every single time I did, the wake-up calls, the losses, the brutalities, all the things happened every single time. No longer, and I haven't for a long time, I don't beat myself up about going back. I realized I needed to get the lesson. And I needed to go back until I got it. Now, luckily, I got it. And I hope for a lot of you out there that you can actually start doing this. It's on your hooks. You can start being free of that stuff so that you don't have to keep going back and getting it. I was still enmeshed. I hadn't done the work on myself to actually be at a different vibration where I wasn't a match for that stuff. Okay? My head was telling me. Everybody was telling me. I was going to therapy and the therapist was telling me. But when I got those strong pulls and urges and hooks, I couldn't talk myself out of them. That's why I kept running back. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, the next step is releasing and healing the pain of the injustice and the betrayal. So that's huge on a narcissistic level and that's the mind-bending stuff because we can't fathom how a narcissist operates like that, why they operate like that and how they just step so outside the parameters of humanity, conscience, empathy. We just, we can't get it. So we personalize it because it's something that isn't us. So we look to the outside and it can bend our mind into a hundred pieces until we can release and shift our belief systems. Our belief systems are that I can actually be damage, my security, my identity, my creation, my truth of my life and my soul can actually be damaged by betrayal and injustices from other people. And that's actually an illusion. We believe it, but it is an illusion. Because the illusion, when we get to the truth of the matter and we release the illusion, we actually realize that our choices, our decisions, we do have power over regardless of what anybody else is or isn't doing. And we don't actually need to jump into the injustices and the betrayals of other people and fix them to being a person with integrity who actually isn't vengeful, who isn't this, who isn't that. We don't actually have to change people in order to live a reality. 
What we actually need to do is live our reality with healthy boundaries, walk our truth and detach from that stuff. So things like the smear campaign and the discrediting and all of those things that go on. You know, when we know who we are and we're prepared to walk the truth, we actually detach from what other people think of us. We actually don't have a charge on it because we know that when we know and believe who we are, we're just going to attract more people who know and believe that we are. People that are being fed a whole heap of lies and BS, they're either going to shift into coming into our vibration or they're going to drop out. And if they drop out, they're not a part of our vibration anyway. So there's actually no loss going on. So on a lot of levels, the injustices and the betrayals, especially with over-functioning codependents, and I'm going to explain that, over-functioning codependents usually have a high level of integrity and they're usually quite judgmental about people that don't have high levels of integrity. It really gets under their skin and presses their buttons. Also too, over-functioning codependents usually grew up in families where they weren't believed and trusted. And they weren't, um, and they also had parents that had a lot of distrust and all sorts of things. And it, it hits old triggers. You don't believe me, you don't know my integrity, it hits big buttons. And the narcissist really is an attraction point to teach us that we are not here to make everybody approve of us, we're actually here to approve of ourselves. So, high functioning, uh, over-functioning codependence, which I stick my hand up miles in the air as my programs that I've had to work on, are very much about approval. I'm not sure who I am I w and I need your approval for you to believe in me. So there's a lot of guilt and shame that over-functioning codependents have and they can bump into narcissists very, very easily. So when we release and heal the pain of the injustice and the betrayal, we're not just cleaning up what the narcissist did to us, we're cleaning up our old wounds of not knowing ourselves and being solid in ourselves and being highly attached to winning approval and support from others rather than being it to ourselves and attracting it authentically. I hope that makes sense. Okay, the next part of the hooks, one of the hooks is, is that need to fight to win and create decency. It's actually a big part of what we're just talking about too. But when we're trying to gain accountability from the narcissist, it is soul destroying. And the urge to do so can feel like a manic obsession. All of our inner programs that don't believe that we can be a solid source to ourselves and they're ancient survival programs, a lot of them, about persecution. If I can't get the narcissist to be accountable, realize what he or she is doing wrong and act like a decent human being, those inner programs are going, I'm going to die. I'm lined up. I'm annihilated. I'm going to be wiped out. It's awful. I'm going to be ostracized. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to have no support. I'm not going to be able to survive. They're really powerful in a program. And logically, they may not make sense, but emotions aren't logical. And our instinctual drivers are, are trying to do everything to get the narcissist to be accountable. Now, if you can't let go of that, 
you are hooked to the narcissist. And it doesn't matter how badly the narcissist is going to treat you, you are going to go back in and in and in and in and try and make him or her accountable. You're going to get onto people in his or her life. You're going to try and expose the narcissist. You're going to try and do everything you can to force them into accountability. And it actually never works and it just keeps you hooked. You might want to get on to the narcissist's new partner or the people that the narcissist is hanging out with to try and discredit the narcissist and make him or her accountable. And that's a huge hook. There are people that have been trying to do that for 10 plus years that are completely obsessed and can't get on with their life and are in massive amounts of pain and enmeshment as a result of that. So that needs clear. You've got to get rid of that hook. The next one is releasing and healing the need to take responsibility for and trying to fix the narcissist. That's a really big one. How many people that are with narcissists feel like their parent? And you actually feel like their parent, their mother or their father. And you almost have the urge like a mother or father that it doesn't matter how atrocious you are, I am unconditionally loving you. I can see the broken inner person in there that I know your childhood, I know you're abused, I know you were sexually abused or terrorized or belted up or whatever you were and I feel like it's my karmic responsibility to heal you, to fix you. That's a massive hook and lots of people have it. And that will keep you going back in and keep you trying and keep you trying and keep you trying. And it can feel so compelling, it feels so real, it's almost as if this is my self-sacrificial duty is to help this person. Massive hook. If you don't work on that at a deep system level, then you're going to remain hooked. So I hope that makes sense. And that's actually session six in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program is about releasing that and healing that. And it's actually incredible that when you dig that out at a deeper level and you release it and you change it back to the true self-alignment, which is responsibility for self and loving others enough to release them to allow them to be responsible for self. When you hit that point and you change it at a belief system level to what it is, what the, what the truth is, the quantum physics universal truth, that's what all of this is about, is lining up with the truth set you free. When you hit that spot, the relief is unbelievable. It just takes all of that charge and that hook off. The next one is, is connecting to the gift of your own personal and spiritual empowerment. So this is a process. So what happens is when we get enough of the hooks and the pain and the stuff that keeps pulling us back in, we actually start feeling much more detached. We start feeling like, oh, okay, that just doesn't bother me as much. I've actually got the space to feel into, to start moving into embracing other things in life, healthier things in life. And then what we can do is we can look at the gift of this. We can actually start getting to some level of gratitude about this journey. No matter how much we've lost in bricks and mortar, everything else in our life, we can start claiming the essence and the truth of ourselves, which is our greatest value in life. And that's beautiful. And when we do that, 
we can understand that what's actually been going on here is we've been cleaning up a lot of our deep inner belief system fears that have actually been playing out in all of our lives, just not at a level so horrendous as it was with the narcissist that it smashed us to the ground to get our full attention. So we start to understand all of that. And that just detaches us more because we start to understand the purpose, the enlightenment, the gift. We stop being so obsessed and attached to outer things and outer people to have our inner identity. We start creating an authentic inner identity which then attracts more abundance from life not because we need it to make ourselves because it's simply adding to who we already are. We don't have that attachment, that pain and that fear around things anymore, which ironically, but not ironically at all, means we don't actually attract the loss of those things. They become solid and stable in our life. So the next step is releasing and healing the fear of the narcissist and what they may do next. Now we all know that narcissistic individuals have a huge propensity Revengeance, dirty play, tactics. Narcissists don't have boundaries on a conscience. They can operate way outside of the parameters of what we may or may not be capable of doing. Now this also too helps us become a vibrational creator and understand our power at that level because when we've actually got the fear, we're feeding the narcissist's power. Narcissists are really interesting creatures. If you were to have a look at them as false selves and energetic machines, they actually can't create their own energy and power. They need to steal it. And don't ever think that you need to be in the same room with a narcissist having a hoedown for a narcissist to steal your energy. Not at all. You could be a thousand miles away obsessing about the fear of the narcissist and he or she is getting a direct feed off you. We're all connected. We're all connected in the energetic matrix of life. Quantum physics proves that. Energy does not need space or time to operate. It just is. So if you, anybody in your life that you are focusing on, obsessing on, you're handing your power to them. This is how narcissists operate. They need that blood like a vampire does. Now what happens is when you disconnect from the fear and the pain of what they're going to do next and you actually work on your own alignment and belief systems, which is the entire creator of your outer experience, as an energetic matrix being, you cannot receive anything from life that is not a direct match with your belief system. You're actually the conductor of the play. You're the scriptwriter, energetically. So when you lose the fear and when you shift that fear up and out and you start getting aligned with everything's in perfect and divine order, I'm safe, the truth wins out every time, integrity is the only true power, love and integrity. When you align with all of those belief systems, the truth sets you free, that actually are quantum physics reality, the true self-reality, everything else is an illusion of fear. When you get out of that and detach from the narcissist, you will see the narcissist crumble. Because in his relations or her relations with you, 
he or she needs your fear to actually make it happen, to have the energy, to be able to do the things the narcissist can do. You need to be in panic and fear and, and distress about it. And it's, it's, it's an incredible phenomena that I have seen so many times. I I, and I know quantum physics mechanics and I've seen enough of the laws of life and law of attraction and energetic reality where it is just smack bang accurate. And it never disappoints when you go to that stage. I was doing uh, a session with a client last week. Three years has had a battle. Three years with an ex-narcissist. And uh, she's actually coming on the radio show possibly next month. But what happened was we got all the hooks and the pain and the fear off that. The week after got the resolution she wanted, it just went bang and dropped into place. It doesn't surprise me. That happens all the time. The narcissist lost the drive to attack, lost all of that impetus energy to do it, and just fell over, rolled over, handed it over. It's, it's, and I hope you can understand this. So that's really, really important, that session, that hook, because if we're still in fear, we're in terror, and in that place, and I know it, I was stalked. I had death threats. I went through 18 months of absolute horror and terror with my ex-narcissist. And then what happened is when I shifted out of all of that into being alignment with my truth on this topic, everything stopped. Everything. And I have never had another incident since because I'm just not a vibrational match for that anymore. And the freedom of that, even though he lived 10 minutes from where I was living, I would go anywhere, I'd walk down the street, I'd, I'd, I even went into a supermarket which was like in his vicinity that he could have been at at a time of day. It didn't even occur to me. It was just like, it's just not a reality. They actually talk about it in um, The Secret. You know, you'll yang, he'll yang. You just don't meet. It was incredible, and that's exactly what happened. Before then, I was in horror, curled up in a corner, thinking that at any minute I could be popped off. At any minute, another horrific attack and disaster would happen, because that was what my entire life was all about. And no matter how I fought, no matter what I did, no matter what I threw at it, from a logical level when I was in that fear and pain, Nothing changed. It was like, and I used to say to people, he is like a terminator. Nothing takes him out. Nothing stops him. You know, I thought that was going to be my entire life till I was destroyed because that's what it felt like until I shifted. So, and that session eight is release the heal and the fear of the the release and heal the fear of the narcissist and what they may do next, the abuse, etc. So you need to look at that. You need to shift yourself. And as I said, if you're not going to do the abuse recovery program or you're not already on it, uh, then you need to find ways to get out of that fear and that pain so that you're not hooked to that. Because also when, when you're hooked to that, you're feeding energy. You can't stop obsessing about it. And you're actually going to try and do all the practical things from a place of fear to try and fix it, stop it, avert it, what a lot of people also do is stay purposely enmeshed with the narcissist. Well, I'm actually not going to stand up and I'm not going to get an intervention order. I'm not going to, um, I'm, I'm not going to put him in jail. 
I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that because of what is he going to do? What are the repercussions? You know, so they keep um, trying to play it safe, give the narcissist what they want, all of those things just keep you hooked and enmeshed. And when you know narcissists, that's what they want. They want you hooked and enmeshed because then they can keep feeding and draining your energy and keep destroying you in order to feed off it. That's what narcissists do. Okay, so the next session, and this is further down the track, and this is release and heal the connection to the narcissist. He and she is a part of me I can't let go of. And that can be really, really big. Also, too, is very, very deep past life stuff with narcissists. You know, it's not just a this life thing. It's a really, really huge spiritual empowerment lesson of coming home to self. So we don't get it easily. It doesn't get handed on a silver platter. We really, really work for it. So that's a specific session on any remaining ties and hooks that are keeping you enmeshed mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually are released, allowing the space and the freedom to be yourself. And then from that on, you can move on into my liberation, my freedom, my truth. And you may have heard people talk about it, when they just hit that point where joy is entering their life and they go, you know what, that's not my reality anymore. And you do get to a point when you actually clear yourself of all of the hooks where you think of the narcissistic individual and it's just like a memory of a memory and it's just an acceptance and it's even a gratitude but there's none at the pain and the pulls and the need to fix it or the need to obsess about it or to change what happened. There's no regrets about what happened. It's just, it's almost like I'm looking at another person that was back there. That's not me anymore. Who I am is just free and empowered and aligned with truth because we've needed to clean up all this unhealed, unfinished business that we're actually playing out with all of life but just not at a heavy enough level to fully get our attention because we could still function even though it may not have been optimal or delivering great results in our life or maybe we were actually just boring into the doing of life, the serving of life, the working in life, the all the things that we just did to distract ourselves from what really wasn't working within ourselves. And then the narcissist comes along and shatters us to a point where we can't do that anymore. We can't just pick up the ball and kick it. Nothing's working because it's affected us on every single level. So we've got to go in and we've got to clean up. And that's what I love about the correlation. Everything that we need to get out of the hooks of being a mesh-connected, obsessed, traumatized, post, um, post-complicated traumatic stress disorder, agoraphobia, they're all symptoms of that. And the truth of the matter is, and I've seen this countless times and I experienced it myself, is that when we actually let go of all of the hooks and we actually cleaned up our inner business that was keeping us hooked, we actually don't suffer postal complicated traumatic stress disorder anymore. We don't have agoraphobia anymore. And in fact, we're actually less agoraphobic than we ever were before we even met the narcissist. Because all of us, we're agoraphobic on some level before narcissistic abuse. 
And the only reason we were agoraphobic and not safe in life is because we didn't trust and back ourselves enough to have a healthy boundary function. We didn't know that we could play and create in life and say no. We didn't know that we could vibrationally align ourselves to a level where we weren't going to experience abuse, pain, retribution, abandonment, rejection, all those sorts of things. So we actually feel really full in life. And then we know if anybody is abandoning and rejecting us that they're just not a vibrational match and we're actually rejecting them energetically and we're still full and able to create. And we also know that if somebody stands up and actually pushes our boundaries, that we know how to set boundaries and we're not going to be abused anymore. So we're safe to get out there and play and create. Now, we never fully were before narcissistic abuse because we hadn't cleaned that stuff up yet. So I hope that that can uh, help you understand even more of that energetic reality because I know I'm taking you to concepts that are really sort of hard to grab because they're not tangible because energy is not about I can see it, smell it, touch it, know it on that level but everything, everything we're creating is starting from an energetic base and it's that energetic base, that emotional intelligence base that's creating our real realities. So please, if you've got any questions about this show at all, you can email me at melanie at melanietoniaevans.com. Uh, you can also post on Facebook because this link of this show is on Facebook. And I hope that helps. And I'll be back next week, next week with more. So lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye.